They say the end is the beginning. Dear Lord, I hope so. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Vigilante Nights and Dinner Night Podcast. We are part of the Let's Go Podcast Network. Pop culture without the pop. My name is Nick Zendik. This is the world's finest. This isn't your standard V39 episode. So what do we do on world's finest? Well, I don't do these shows alone. Thankfully, joining me on world's finest every week. You know him. You love him. He's from the Let's Go Podcast Network. He's always been the Batwoman to my Superman. But after tonight, that's going to change. We have Chris Evans. Chris, how you doing, my man? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing amazing. I'm I'm, I'm so riled up to get into these uh, two topics that we got here today, Chris. I am amped, as I you know, can tell. Yes, yes. I know Chris has been ecstatic over the last just 48 hours. <laughs> Wanting to get his his thoughts on, wait for it, Batwoman season two finale, guys. Yes, we are talking Batwoman. We took a little bit of a dip the past few weeks. We talked about it with Ryan uh, Hustleman, who we had on a few weeks ago. But Batwoman had its season finale. So, in fairness to the show, World's Finest, we did start Batwoman and Superman and Lois. So, we're going to wrap up Batwoman season two. But this week, because Superman and Lois is on hiatus... We're filling in the gap for Superman and Lois this week, Chris. Yet again, the time, the times are, the times are changing, my man. So they are. The it, it's kind of a good change, maybe, maybe not. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. So filling in the gap for Superman and Lois, we're gonna be doing a retrospective on Superman the animated series. That's right, the Bruce Tim Superman animated series show. So. Chris, the first thing I want to ask you is, what is your experience watching Superman the Animated Series? Well, at the time it came out, I didn't really pay much attention to it because I was still very much Batman is the only superhero that matters other than X-Men. Mm. <laughs> you know, I, I, it came out when I was um, I was still a kid, but a little bit older. So I also stopped watching cartoons as much. And it's something I caught up with much later on. And uh, later on, I really enjoy it. I think that it holds its own. As far as animated series going, just Superman lore. There's a lot of good in it. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I don't remember it as well as I do Batman, but I'm biased, as you know. <laughs> um, Batman's kind of my thing, but I, I really enjoy it for what it is, I, and I was I was impressed by it a lot. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I love Superman the animated series. I remember watching. Obviously, you know it was the sequel to Batman animated series and this was like my superman show going up of course i was not around for the christopher weave superman movie so superman the animated series in smallville was where it was at for me and i just remember watching superman the animated series and just being blown away by just how good every episode i thought was like i really don't think there's a bad episode in superman the animated series and chris i still don't think it really gets the recognition 
that it deserves. I still think Batman the animated series being the crown jewel of all animated series is just I I know it's better. Like I'm not gonna be that naive and say that it's not better than Batman. I know some people feel that way, mm-hmm. but for a Superman uh, show, I think it's pretty pretty damn great. I think which one is better is really up to you. I mean, it's whatever you prefer, of course. You know, it's your opinion. Personally, mm-hmm. yes, I think Batman is better, but I am biased as we as I mentioned, and yeah. I just love Batman. But you know, if you think Superman this show is better, that, hey, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's people that do. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So I guess, you know, I mean, I guess I'll follow up that point. So Chris, you know, seeing, you know, there's Batman the animated series, there's justice league and there's justice league unlimited and, and there's Batman beyond. And then so on, the list goes on. Why don't you think Superman the animated series is in that same level on the others? Do you think it's a quality thing? Do you think people just don't care about Superman as high as they do on the others? What do you think? I think that, so you have the Superman show, which as we said, is it, pretty good. There's, there's really not a, a problem with it. And if you love Superman, you're going to love the series. But what I think sort of undercuts it is you have Justice League and you have Justice League Unlimited, which gives you Superman and a bunch of other characters that you love. So it's like, like oh, well, I'll just watch them all together because we all love a shared universe. So it's like, I'll just watch them at once. And I think also, you know, you and I talked about, talked about this off air it was short. It was only three seasons. So yeah. there's not as much material to latch onto. Whereas you look at something like not even Batman, but even the, the X-Men series, which is probably my, you know, as far as animated series, that's one and two for me, Batman and the X-Men series. Yep. That went on for, I think six or seven seasons. Mm-hmm. I want to say the Fox Spider-Man series also went on for quite a few seasons Whereas Superman, it just did the three and that was it. He was just thrown into, the justice league stuff and that's how you got your fix mm. yeah that's a that's a good point i mean i completely agree because and then i even know some people that like say like superman animated series is the definitive superman take and much like people can make the argument for batman the animated series i think that's totally justifiable i mean my always thing too is what i think the show does so great is actually takes elements from batman animated series meaning that like you can say it's a kid's show, but it was really made for adults in mind. Like just the animation and everything might be for kids, but the storytelling was done in such like an adult style way where it was like just the way like Superman went through things. He was, you know, complex. He was he was compromised. He turned evil. He was he learned about, you know, his home planet, why it was destroyed. He had to go through Brainiac. It was it got really dark there for a minute. I mean, Batman animated series got really dark too. I know that we can all agree on that one, but I think what the show did for Superman, just being an animated cartoon, I think was huge. I agree with that. And I wouldn't, uh, I actually don't feel like it would, to me, it doesn't look like a kid's show. Yeah. It's Superman, but you could all say, well, Batman animated series, and I hate to keep going back to this, but they're one and two. I mean, they're the same, yeah. you know, it, it's the Timbers. So you have to compare them. Batman doesn't inherit, it doesn't automatically like a kid's show either to me. Mm-hmm. But I think with Superman, people automatically, automatically see him and think, oh, he's going to be saving cats out of trees and it's cutesy. It's Superman. Of course, it's a kid's show. But no, I agree with you. It's, it's not. And it's kind of violent. Yeah. Like when you watch those first three episodes, which I believe were released as a movie at some point. 
I think it's like the last son of Krypton or something. Yes. Yeah. I, I think you, like at the time they released it as a movie on on uh, on VHS. Uh, Chris, a what's a VHS? Uh, it's these things that used to stick in a box and they would <laughs> play pictures that had sound. It was like a picture box. <laughs> oh man. Journey yeah. into history. Um, but yeah, I, I think that um it, it's it was violent for its time, like Batman was too. And um I, I think that that shouldn't be overlooked. It's not a kitty show. I agree, I agree. Uh yeah, I mean one of the other things too I wanted to bring up was the villains of the show because you know every hero is always as great as his villain Mm -hmm. and seeing that you know batman animated series is widely known for the way that it utilized its rogues gallery i think the same could be said about superman too now obviously not his you know a list as batman's rogues gallery i mean because batman has the greatest rogues gallery but i know i know that's that one's still up for debate too but i you know like i said in my original point i don't think there was a bad episode of Superman animated series, and I think that's how well they use the villains in this show. Like, you got the classic ones, too. I mean, like, you know, Metallo is here. Parasite is here. Lobo's here. Bizarro is here. Lex Luthor is here. You know, and I think the way that they do Lex Luthor in this show, too, is probably the most comic accurate that I think we've ever had. Just him being like that mild-mannered businessman who can't ever defeat Superman. So, um, So everybody's there. And then obviously you, you get like some cameos from like Flash and then you get Green Lantern and then you get Batman every here and there and then you get Dr. Fate. So it was, they clearly really leaned into the lore, Chris, but I want to hear what some of like your memorable villains were in the show. I got to go with Brainiac first. And I know that's everybody's answer when we're not, when we're talking about Superman villains, you go from, from Lex to, oh, Brainiac. But <laughs> I genuinely love Brainiac. I think he's just a cool villain. And he's a great foil for Superman. Um, Parasite, I think Parasite's pretty cool. Um, I wish they would do more with Parasite actor. I think he's just an awesome character that has not been explored well enough. Yeah. We got him in that Man of Tomorrow movie. Yep. I thought he was fantastic. So more of him later on. Um, another villain that stuck out to me was Livewire. And you and I talked about this off air. Yep. Livewire, I think, is, is primed to be in a film now, I think. Oh. I think that's a great idea. Against us, another certain feminine superhero on the up and up, Chris? I'm just saying, it wouldn't be the worst thing we've seen. Because that would be pretty pretty super, if you ask me. I think it would be super time. You are correct, (laughs) sir. Um, But yeah, the the villains, even Lobo, like that was my first time seeing Lobo. Yeah. (laughs) I think he's fun in that. Mm -hmm. I mean, like you you see that, like, oh, he's not really a villain. He's just kind of a bad guy it's fun mm. yeah i i completely agree All, everybody that you said chris was amazing i mean brainiac i mean that guy was pretty scary for uh I love the growing look up. yeah that's pretty scary i mean a lot of these people too i mean i was afraid of dark side from this show i mean <laughs> well, I, I think it was iron side's voice yeah talk about a like just a menacing villain just in ominous. a show <laughs> ominous yes Michael Ironside is ominous. Yeah, and I think for me, it's, I mean, yes, I do love that, but I think Bizarro is really cool in here, too. I remember watching that episode for the first time and just being really confused and being, like, blown away. I was like, wait, no, there's an evil Superman out there. There's an evil version of himself out there. Oh, where it all began. Uh, But, 
for me, it's always it's got to be Darkseid just because he was whenever Darkseid was there, they were always the darkest episodes of Superman and Lowe's because he's the one that really pushed Superman like to the edge, almost to the point where when the finale ended and I'm not doing spoilers, the show was almost a decade old. Don't do it. Plus, don't, don't um, you do it. I know. There you go. I'll hold back. I'll say just the way that Superman, the animated series, ends because of Darkseid, what he did to Superman, just changed his, like, landscape leading into Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. So, for me, the most memorable villain is Darkseid because it was the most complex episodes and just the way, like, the way he was a threat to Earth and the Superman was just... It was it was like mind earth shattering, mind boggling. What did he do in the finale? <laughs> so if you're curious, he he kidnapped Superman while Superman's so he set a trap for Superman in space. He kidnaps mm-hmm. Superman. He wipes his mind so he has no idea who he is, and he practically manipulates Superman into thinking that dark that he raised Superman instead of his parents. So instead of Jor El and Lara. So he it made it seem like he grew up on Apocalypse and he grew up worshiping Darkseid his whole life. So it ends with him invading Earth as Superman and he has no idea who he is. So then Superman eventually snaps out of it and then he realizes that Earth can't ever trust him again. And that's kind of where it ends, where he has to gain the, the trust and the respect of Earth again. So That's it, pretty badass if you ask me. It was badass, and I'm telling you, it was one of the darkest, just, like, two episodes that I've ever... One of the two darkest episodes I've ever seen in animation. It was pretty heavy. Teddy, are you saying that Dark Superman was a thing before the films? (laughs) Sadly. Hmm. (laughs) Sadly, sadly, I am saying that it was a thing. That's pretty dark, but uh, it was cool. Uh, I think just Dark Side in general. When we mm-hmm. when you talk dark side, you, there's not really a lackluster appearance from him that I could think of. Mm-hmm. Even in yeah. comics, like when he's around, he means business. Yeah, I mean, you know, who do we, who do you always think of the Justice League? Why the Justice League has to form? If it's not Brainiac, it's Dark Side, right? It's either one of those. That's the ultimate villain for them, in my opinion. All, yeah, which there's even an episode in Justice League where them two are banding up together. Hello, I mean, <laughs> man. Uh, but yeah, for me, it, it's those. But you know, like I said, I think all the villains are, are done well. It's just the amount of Lloyd that they, that they were able to play with, even in three seasons. Mm-hmm. To me, to me is incredible. So let's move over to the voice cast now, Chris. Now, obviously, I want to ask you, you know, do you think that this voice cast is as iconic as Batman the Animated Series? Yes, I do. Because when you think of Batman animated series, you mostly just think of Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill. Yeah. But here you think of like Clancy Brown is a cat as a classic. Tim Daly is Clark Kent, and even um, Dana Delaney. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Yep. Her Lois Lane is actually considered. Uh, I don't know. I think people like her a lot. I thought she was cool. Mm-hmm. But as far as animated goes, she's probably the top animated version. And we've seen a lot of animated Lois Lanes. I think at this yeah. point. Um, but I, I think their voice cast is really just as iconic. And, and the difference with theirs versus Batman animated series, for, for me anyway, is that I could still hear these guys do the voices and be yep. fine with it, whereas I don't want Kevin Conroy anymore. 
I've had enough of him and, you know, we're good. But these guys, I'll listen to them, keep doing this as long as they want. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, Chris, you know, I'm with you. I know there's like that saying that when people read a Batman comic, you know, they always hear Kevin Conway's voice as Batman and respectfully so. For yeah. me, when, when I read like a Superman comic or just a Superman anything, I always hear Tim Daly's voice as Superman. Oh, really? Which is, yeah, just because that's just the, the impact that I think he had on Superman. Just, you know, the way he didn't try to be Conway, but the way that he really used like his gravitas mm-hmm. means like the way that he used his raspy voice at times when he was mad and then when he was like angry and, and sad. I mean, yes, not Conway, but I mean, I think he was an excellent Superman just for what he had to bring in because that stuff is never easy. Mm-hmm. So. No, it, it you know voice acting I think in general is not easy, and Superman particularly because you have to make just like Batman you got Clark and Superman who sound different. Yep. One is supposed to be like a bumbling nerd nerdy kind of guy. Mm-hmm. The other is Superman. You know, <laughs> he's confidence. He's you know that's what he is. Mm-hmm. I actually hear Cavill's voice in my head though when I read Superman, but that's just me. We'll see. We'll see, Chris. The the man of tomorrow. The man of tomorrow, Chris. I'm just saying. I hear Cavill. There you but, go. But Daly's great, too. He really is. Yeah. And, you know, I plus, I think I'm glad that he got to come around for Justice League, too, because I think that also added a little more a little more depth to him, because obviously all those people together brings everything. Oh, yeah. Circle, Conroy, is, Susan oh, Eisenberg. You and all those people just play off of each other. I mean, it doesn't really get any better. Any better than that, and I agree with you too. I think Dana Delaney is a is a fine Lois Lane. I think she really does her job well. I think she's a very accurate Lois Lane too, just in terms of the animation and bringing that character, I guess, to screen as well. And obviously, Clancy Brown's Lex Luthor is iconic. I mean, that's a classic. That's literally who everybody goes to in terms of Lex Luthor, right? At least I think. Um, I, th- I think you're right on that. I-, I think people go to like as far as the accurate Lex Luthors. Yeah, we hear about Clancy Browns a lot, and you know that I think that's even why a lot of people wanted Billy Zane because he looks similar to the animated version. Yeah, I, I think that's where that fan cast came from. Like, mm-hmm. Hey, he looks like the cartoon. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. So, um, I guess the next one that I wanna, the next question I wanna ask you, Chris, is you know we got the announcement that, like a few months back, that you know HBO Max and Cartoon Network were developing a new. Superman the Animated Series, you know, fresh for audiences. I think it's going to be a little more on the lighter side than of the Batman show that they announced. How do you feel about a new Superman the Animated Series being brought back into the folder? Do you think that it could have the same effect, if not maybe a bigger one, than maybe Superman the Animated Series had? I love the idea of a new Superman series. I think that the more they, more content they could put out, the better because that way you can attract so many more audience members and get these characters out to people who maybe don't, you know, they're not familiar with them. In the case of the Superman series, it'll be lighthearted, like you said. Um, it'll have, I think I read it's got like a romantic aspect to it. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting. It's animated. Mm-hmm. And I also read that it, it's kind of like in the Donner, it's not in the Donnerverse, but it takes its cues from the Donnerverse. Yeah. That's another interesting aspect. I don't know if I like that one, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that it has the potential to do something really special because we haven't had a Superman series since this, if I'm correct. I think you are. We've had movies, but not a series. Mm-hmm. Whereas Batman has had um, The Batman, 
Beware the Batman, Batman the Brave and the Bold. <laughs> uh, and plus a slew of movies, animated and live action. Yep. So I, I think that this could bring a whole new group of Superman fans and satisfy the existing fans. Because like if you look, think of it this way, we'll have Superman and Lois to rave about. Yep. And, oh, now we got something animated to watch too? Mm-hmm. Cool. It, it's just another nice piece that they're adding to the the Superman pie, if you will. I love that. I love that saying. Super yeah, I'm. Pie. I'm super. <laughs> Hashtag super pie. Hashtag super pie. Yeah, like I kind of said on um, Vigilante when we broke it, I just wanted to get kind of your thoughts on it too. Like I'm all for this. Like obviously, I think the Batman one's probably. I think people care a little bit more just because of who's involved and maybe because it's Batman. Yeah. But there's literally no better time right now to be a Superman fan, and I think you know, the impact that this animated show could have for Superman going forward, just what it could do just for bringing in a younger audience into the fold and then maybe giving something for adults to, to join as well. I mean, we're in this weird day and age now where people like to lean on nostalgia right now and they kind of want to use that nostalgia to create something new and fresh. So I'm hoping that they can kind of use Superman the animated series as like a template to create something new and original Right now, because like you said, I mean, Superman and Lois right now, Supergirl is coming in in the fall. You got this J.J. Abrams Superman movie, whatever that's going to be. I mean, there's just so much of it right now. And like you so eloquently said, I mean, every time there's been a Batman movie, there's been a Batman animated series to kind of follow that up. So hopefully that could kind of be the template for Superman kind of going forward. I don't remember. Is the Super, because I believe the Cape Crusader is an HBO Max exclusive, I believe. Yeah. Is Super. What's it called? Superman and I? The event, what is the show called? I think it's like The Adventures with Superman or of Superman. Oh, okay. my adventures. Something like that. Or My Adventures with Superman. It's some, yeah. Okay, it's something like that. Um, is that, if I remember, like, that one's going to be on Cartoon Network and HBO Max? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's going to be interesting, too, because I think by sticking on both platforms or, or a channel and a platform, that kind of speaks about it, too. I think yeah. that they're a little bit more confident. They know, okay, the adults are going to watch on HBO Max. The kids could watch on Cartoon Network. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I kind of that's the way I see it. Like, here, audience, have at it the way you want to watch it. Yeah, no, I I completely agree with it. You know, I think it's also too like it's a testament of the times too. Like I know when we were all watching Cartoon Network, when all those shows were on Cartoon Network, like Batman and Justice League and Superman and you know Batman Beyond. You know, I don't think they didn't change too much of those shows. You know, those shows were like what they were. Like you know, you saw what you saw. Not, nothing was revised or edited or anything like that. So hopefully it's just, you know, they make it like, you know, Batman and Superman, the animated series were where it's, it's kind of made for everybody to enjoy, but it has a more serious storytelling aspect to it. Like I'm not, you know, no disrespect. I'm not looking for Teen Titans Go with the Superman show. I want there to be a Superman show for like everybody to enjoy. But I think with, you know, with where we're at right now with, Batman and Superman right now, I think just make them kind of adults. I don't know, inspired me. You know, I think kids should be able to watch it. Adult finally. But kids should totally be able to enjoy these these shows. Absolutely. And Teen Titans Go is hilarious. You're missing out. I'm just saying. Nothing beats the original, Chris. Nothing beats the original. I've never I haven't watched the original, but I know Go is pretty funny. There you go. Well, Chris, I think we are gonna go out of this uh 
<laughs> the biggest. So that's gonna wrap up our <laughs> Superman animated series. <laughs> Retrospective. If you guys want to let us know what you guys is uh, experience watching Superman animated series is. Do you love it? Do you hate it? What's your favorite episodes? Memorable villains? Are you excited for the new Superman animated series show? Please do let us know either at Vigilante1939 on Twitter or at our personal handles, which we will plug at the end. But Chris, much like I said, mm-hmm. the end is the beginning. Am I right? Is it though? I don't know. But the beginning of like freedom, maybe. There you go. Well, Chris, we're free. We're free for Batwoman. We're free. We're free. It's done. It's done. It's done. Yeah, so ladies and gentlemen, we are back to our Batwoman discussions. We are going to be breaking down the season finale because so you don't have to. Uh, so we're doing our full spoiler breakdown here. There's literally no other way for us to maneuver around it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you do care about what we have to say about Batwoman, thank you for listening to what we have to say. And if you're curious on what we think of specific plot points, please do make sure that you have seen the episode so you can follow along better. So. Chris, in all fairness, before we uh, get into YouTube rants here, let's, uh, what are the positives? Hold on. Did you say rants? Me? I'm not going to rant. Oh, no. Then this is going to be awkward. I'm not going to rant. I'm sorry. Uh, positives first. Let's Lasso Love isn't going to rant over here. MVP. Um, <laughs> let's see. Positives. <laughs> oh, no. I stumped him. I like Wallace Day. <laughs> and I like. If you want, you can do of the season as all. Well. <laughs> if the finale's doing. I liked Wallace Day. Okay. <laughs> I liked Javicia. Uh, some of Javicia Leslie stuff. I, actually, I like the um, the closure we get about her parole hearing. Hmm. I, I thought that was really nice to see that she's free. I liked her speech that she gives. That was cool. Nice. I like the Batwing suit. I like the action. The action was pretty solid. Very visceral. Hard-hitting. Except for the staff part. Could have done without that. <laughs> um, Black Mask. So happy to see Black Mask do something. Okay, so th- this is a happy rant. I loved that part where, where um, Alice like, you know who's a great villain? The Joker. And then she uses the flower and <laughs> yeah. burns his face. And the mask goes on, and then it's stuck on his face because mm-hmm. that's like the comics. Not exactly. And the comics is right. burned on his face from, you know, mm-hmm. but, but I was really excited when that happened. I was like, yes, now he really is Black Mask. And yep. Until we see at the end, he's chanting Janice for some stupid reason, but whatever. Um, those are my likes. Those are my positives, I think. Nice. Yeah, I guess my. Oh, well, I'm sorry, one more. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I really did enjoy. Uh, Alice and Kate underwater doing that memory sequence. Yeah, I thought that was actually a beautiful scene, and that song really helped too. Mm-hmm. I actually agree with that too. I think that was pretty well done, actually. Too, I think one of my likes too is obviously Alice. So, I think for the most part, I think she was pretty, pretty great overall. Again, in season two, I do applaud the writers for what they attempted to do with Ryan Wilder. Now, I mm-hmm. do think that holistically the scenario that they were put in to either recast KK, which we'll talk about from the start and just course correct or change, you know, the whole narrative of the show and go with this completely new original character from no comics 
Laura and bring her into a character as Batwoman, who is a legendary Thomas character for, for many people, and attempt to do something new and fresh. Now, whether or not they succeeded or they failed actually kind of remains to be seen. A spoiler, you know, Ryan is obviously going to be back in season three. We actually got that in the finale, which was, I know, one of the things that you and I were looking to have answered was, you know, what uh, what are they going to do in season three? You know, like, what's the end game, uh, you know, in this season finale? So we'll get there when we get there. But, Chris, let's talk about Black Mask. Specifically, if you want to mention him throughout the season, you can. But, like, let's talk about him in the finale as a whole. Like, you know, was was he worth it? You know, was, you know, did they drop the ball with him towards the, towards the end? What do you think? Well, I don't know if you remember, but I kept saying, no matter how bad the show got, I had to get the Black Mask. I had to see Black Mask. Yep. He's one of my favorites. Glad to see him on screen, you know, all that. I don't think they dropped the ball, but I didn't really get the Cersei thing with him. I didn't understand why they kept hitting this note. I don't understand why Cersei was created. And it just kind of seemed out of character for him to care so much and do some of the things he's doing. Because his motivation in this, I'm, I'm, it's weird that I'm using that word, but his motivation in this final episode didn't feel like a black mask thing. It felt more like a Joker thing, or, you mm. know, this was Bane's plan in Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. He essentially created a purge. <laughs> that, that's really what it was. Similar how Bane said, you know, I'm giving the people <laughs> whatever, you know, you know, that speech he makes on the steps and he rips the, picture is supposed to say oh my god um so that's kind of what i got out of it it, it wasn't really black mass to me but the actor who plays him whose name i can't remember it's peter something uh stormbridge something like that yeah mm-hmm. uh he was pretty good as black mask I, I, I liked him and i'm i don't know I, I thought he did a good job for the season but i i just didn't care for his plan in, in the finale there was also um it seemed like they were just trying to fit so much in this episode. Mm-hmm. There was no time for anything. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I I, uh, I completely agree. <laughs> no, Chris, I gotta say, so there was a huge spider just crawling, <laughs> crawling over here. And oh my god, the look on my face! Oh my god, it's right here on me. I was watching it while I was talking, and I was watching it crawl down Zeddy's camera. Like, oh my god! Who knows? Maybe I'll be uh, I'll be symbiote symbiote Zeddy at the end of this. We'll see. Or Ben Riley. There you go. Oh man, Black Mask. You know, I mean, there were. I'm so glad that they decided to attempt to do Black Mask. Mm-hmm. And it's easy. It was so different, you know. And like, we didn't know really how much lore they really had. We think we had they had they had the tools to the you know the kingdom here a little bit, um, but I gotta agree with you. I think you know he was really really like compelling up until they decided to make him the you know the dad that was out for revenge, and then yeah. it was like, honey, we're gonna take over the world together. Like remember, I love you. Like you know, I mean, like you know, we're gonna take over Gotham. This this is our city. You know, and we're the people. We are. So, um, and then in relationship, I just it just came off a little too comical. Me yeah. at times too like it was <laughs> they, i don't know was, and none okay. of that is really wallace day's fault too i don't think i mean she's just doing what what she was told to do essentially so but yeah that line he has you know what they say about power use it or lose it like who who wrote this 
Who wrote this? They do say to use power, but come on, come on. Use it or lose it. Who wrote yeah. it, really? Come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes yeah. he was comical, though. I'll give you that. He was very, um, he was goofier than you and McGregor. It's not a party without a little, little, little drama, am I right? I actually love that, but yes. <laughs> He's still the top black mess, I'm just saying. Chris, you're messing with my things. These are my things. You are messing with my things, Chris. They are my things. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> oh, he's great. He's great. Um, all right, Chris, let's talk about the one of the big reveals that I know we were all <laughs> anticipating here, which was uh, Optimus Prime. I, I, I meant Batwing. I meant Batwing. Optimus um, Bat. Optimus Bat, yeah. So Batwing, the wildly anticipated character. You know, Luke Fox was going to suit up as Batwing. We got that reveal a few weeks prior, and then they tease them in the um, pre-credits or whatever they usually be making the parents. So, I don't know, Chris. Talk to me about what you thought of the way that he was utilizing his steps because clearly it was probably meant to be more of a setup for him in season three. Mm-hmm. But did you think that there was going to be more of him in, in the episode than what we got? Yes, and that's what I wanted because I was actually anticipating seeing Batwing. I was excited. I was like, yes, this looks cool. Let's see it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, his initial photos, I thought he looked better. Yeah. Then we saw in the episode because the helmet is gigantic. Yeah. Like, I don't know how he keeps his head, his neck straight with that thing on. But um, this the suit is still pretty cool, even with the giant head. I don't care. Mm-hmm. So I was really excited. And then you see him, and it's like, this was what you guys advertised? This is what the buildup was for? Mm-hmm. <laughs> An uppercut? seriously this dude shot you a couple weeks ago one one punch yeah and he, yeah he's like roided out he's venom you know he's got the venom run through him and he's going nuts on snake bite and the yeah. muscle suit they gave that guy was ridiculous mm-hmm. it's like i just expected more and i wanted more because especially with that purge thing going on didn't you think batwing was gonna assist or do something Right, mm-hmm. and he doesn't. I don't know. I didn't. I, I was very disappointed. That's probably my second biggest disappointment this episode. I wanted Batwing. I didn't really get it. Yeah, I'm. I'm almost wondering if that was like, uh, was that a pacing thing? Was that like an an ad- editing thing? Because I'm like, the placement of like the reveal was just weird to mm-hmm. me too. It was like, okay, so Mary's in trouble. Obviously, terror off there. So of course, you know. Somebody's got to be there at the right place at the right time, right? Mm-hmm. So then then we see somebody shooting up and it's in a very like Batman Forever way where <laughs> you see the you see the legs, then you see the arms, then you see the jetpack, and then you see somebody moving towards where Mary is, and then Mary falls, and then of course Batwing catches her. And and honestly, I just thought that it was okay. So he punches him one time, and it's literally like you said, it's like this guy is whacked on Venom and just he's like twice his size even in a suit so i'm like i don't know man you couldn't you couldn't do like a more bigger fight like you couldn't have a few more punches thrown at least make it a little more he believable shot you a couple episodes before and it, this is it was like done. i was watching the end of like a rocky movie where you know he's gonna win and you just <laughs> and it's like you're waiting for the last like time for rocky to just annihilate the guy in the last minute like when Diggle hit him in that one episode and he went flying back, like that was okay. It's like, okay, that's Diggle and they're yeah. normal sized guys and he's got some kind of green lantern power in his whatever. That's mm-hmm. fine. And then he, and he was just a human at the time. There's no venom or anything. This, 
you're like going nuts on venom moving like throwing dumpsters and shit yeah <laughs> one punch dicks yeah and also to add to that you mentioned the editing the placement and the timing of these characters was so weird because yeah. if you think about it, like so um mary and tavrov or menace so i don't know what they want to call him now he's mm-hmm. supposed to be menace but they're at the top of this fire escape mary falls down and then the next time we see her she's at the car with ryan and then tavrov is like aimlessly looking in the alley for some like where did i don't know what he's looking for <laughs> and luke just shows up again like what is this yeah oh man yeah so i mean obviously you know we'll see i mean hopefully there is a more cohesive plan for batwing in season three i'd like See, hope so, but we'll see. Uh, but Chris, let's get into the main kind of chunk of you know the rest of the way through here, which is obviously the thing that we were all weary and eager eager about, which was the um I had mentioned, you know, when they had not announced that they were not gonna do K Kane this season, halfway into the season, they announced that they were bringing K Kane back, mm-hmm. and that K Kane was Wallace Day, it was not Ruby Rose, so this was a whole brand new K. And it took a whole different direction, um, to say the least. So, obviously, you know, we get the reveal that, you know, KK was brought back, but she was Cersei Sionis. So, she was Black Mask is, I guess, you know, deceased daughter brought back in the form of KK. So, Chris, holistically, you know, I know we had talked about whether or not it was even the right decision, whether or not to not recast KK or not. But did you think the whole Cersei K thing? was worth it absolutely. and we'll but we'll break this up kind of into parts too but yeah absolutely not there was zero reason for this i i'm, I'm gonna try to articulate my thought the best i can here without you know uh <laughs> it's like so you guys went ahead and did the thing where you say, okay, you know what? N- never mind Batwoman fans. You guys like that comic? Well, you got the comic. We're going to do our own thing. You guys like Ryan Wilder now. That's the new thing, new hotness. Okay, fine. You guys give us that. But then we spend half of the season. Is Kate alive? Is Kate dead? Is Kate alive? Where's Kate? And we're not even asking that question. That's the best part. The audience was not. The show was asking that question. Mm-hmm. It's like, she died in a plane crash. Okay, cool. I'm good. Let's see what Ryan's got. Fine. So you guys drag that out. Where's Kate for nine or ten or whatever it was? Yeah. Then as an afterthought, you're bringing Wallace Day. I'm like, oh, Kate's back. Cool. And then, oh, Kate's going to wear Cersei Sionis' face? What? Okay. And then we get the split personality thing. Like, okay, this is weird. And then this episode is like, okay, now we're going to see what they're going to do with her. They got to keep Kate. Why would you go through all this trouble? You got to keep Kate. <laughs> it, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Especially you got Wallace Day, who, who is really cool, even as Cersei. And then they did it to us. Hmm. Kate leaves Gotham. What the hell? Yeah. What was the question? I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I asked whether or not you, you thought it was it was worth it, just, you know, no. bringing Kate back. But I guess, you know, since you're on the subject, I want to stick with you on this one. But before we do, you know, you had mentioned the cool... Uh, I guess, I don't know if you want to call it Easter egg or callback to whether or not, you know, it was the same bridge where Kate originally had her her accident. And that's when she's brought back as Kate. So it's almost like a rebirth thing yet again. So they they did like they did the KK rebirth thing like three different times uh, this season. But uh, I don't know if you wanted to 
discuss um, just because I thought that was actually really well done. And I know it feels like we're ripping it. So maybe we should talk about something that we really enjoy, which is, I guess, that bridge scene as a whole, Chris. Yeah, I thought the bridge scene, and I, I don't want to rip the bridge scene because I, I thought it was cool. Yeah. I think it is the same bridge because that just seems like the theme of the show. Let's hit on things that we've already touched on. You know, that, that makes sense, I guess. And also the fact that they both end up in the water, which really was for no apparent reason, also fits the narrative. Oh, this has to be the bridge. Yeah. So I, I think it was. And, and that's a, that was a, if it is, that's a nice touch. Even if it wasn't, the idea that the, the event that separated them the first time bring them, brings them back together again, I think that was really cool and, and a very smart idea. Um, I, I like that part. But there really was no reason for them to go over the edge. Yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree. Those writers must have watched Smallville before the uh, the episode. <laughs> I saw that from a mile away. Somebody save me! Yeah, and people know what what, what I'm talking about there. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So let's. You had already mentioned this. So obviously, you know the I guess the climactic ending here was that you know Kay Kane is bought back. She is Kane again. She's arcade again. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, um, that was a weird twist that they pulled on us like that. But it was it was smart. Um, I'll give it to him. Uh, but yeah, she's Kate. But Chris, when we got her back, now she's leaving. We said it. Now she's leaving Gotham. But this time, Chris, she's going to find Numero Uno, Wayne. She's going to find Bruce Wayne. And of course, you know, we do get like that Star City name drop. So for people thinking that we're going to get that Supergirl and Batwoman crossover, don't know. Maybe don't hold your breath on it. It's a cool nod, though. Don't get me wrong. But it's um I don't know. I don't know, Chris. I mean, it just the whole thing, it's like you went through that whole trouble of like you were gonna you made the commitment to this Ryan Wilder character. And he, I thought they were doing pretty great thus far. And then they had announced that Kate's gonna come back. And then they do what they do with Kate, where they switch it up completely, where she's like, you know, Cersei Sionis. But you know, eventually you know she's gonna be Kate again. And then they, then they, you know, K Kane comes back, and it's like a whole rebirth thing. And then I think we had speculated where we were either she didn't think she was gonna be Batwoman because she didn't think she earned it anymore, like she didn't think that she could be Batwoman anymore for all the harm that she caused, or they were gonna do this mystery of the Batwoman thing, where there's just two different Batwomen going around, and you got that kind of team Batwoman with Batwing. That would have been ideal, mm-hmm. but instead, I guess they're gonna go back to square one. Where now it's just Ryan Wilder as Batwoman. And Batwing's going to kind of be, I guess, that Batman and Robin duo. I don't know what you want to uh, go with there. I mean, hopefully that's just not like special appearances either. Because, you know, to do Batwing and only do them like three times in a season, I think, is a waste. But uh, I don't know, Chris, for me, it's just a disservice, I think, to KK. I think to people that love KK and that were really looking for a really great cane on Batwoman. I think the way that it ended, I, I think is a little bit bittersweet for people. I think it's kind of sour grapes too, in a sense too. Uh, now, granted, if you're invested in Lion Wild, though, I'm sure maybe you don't care as much. You might be sad, but I still think that I agree with you completely. I think it was a huge kind of missed opportunity that you had mystery of the Batwoman kind of right in the palm of your hands. I think it would have pleased a lot of fans had they at least teased that mm-hmm. idea? And then you got Batwing in there too. So 
I don't know, Chris, I don't know if you wanted to kind of expound on anything because I know, you know, you watch your show from the beginning, you know, I know you love KK. And so just as a fan, you know, how did just, how did that really make you feel knowing that season three is going to be a lot different than maybe you thought now? I'll, I'll get to that, but I actually have a question for you because you brought up something. Um, sure. You mentioned you liked what they were doing with Ryan and I was liking it too for a little bit. Do yeah. you think the show went downhill again when they started doing this Kate stuff? I do because I think it took away from Ryan's development. Cause I think, you know, it was, I think she was already starting to grow into the hero mm-hmm. of Batwoman. And there was this whole talk of like, you know, she's a better symbol for Gotham than even Kate was. And I like that that was referenced. Cause I think she was definitely growing into the role. And then, cause like I had initially said, you know, when you make the commitment to go one way, you have to go that way. Mm-hmm. And if it sinks it, if it sinks or swims, you know, that's kind of up to the audience to decide whether or not they were into what you presented them. But to announce that you were going to create this original character and then halfway into the season, you're like, yeah, well, you know, um, we thought about it. We gave it like five episodes and, you know, we kind of screen tested some people for KK. And I think, you know, I think now we're going to bring KK back. And then, you know, we'll just, we'll, we'll think about what to do with Ryan, you know, at the end of the season finale. So. You know, we'll see how people react to KK. Mm-hmm. So, um, which, if that was what they were going for, I think people really loved Wallace Day. So the response was huge to Wallace Day. I think was was dumb. <laughs> like the response has been gigantic. Even like if you look at Wallace Day's Twitter, not the replies because you know we know how the replies are going to be the replies. Yeah, but her acknowledging the outpouring support, like the love for her, is yeah. monumental. She's tweeted twice about it so far. Not just a thank you for seeing the season, but like two separate tweets as, you know, I see the love or whatever. Um, uh, so as a Kate Kane fan, which I um, I love Kate Kane. That's why I read the books. I think Greg, the version Greg Rucka presented is just amazing, I think. It's one of the best written characters in comics. I, I love those books. I love Rucka's run on it. And I, I do, I, I don't hate the other stuff with Kate that's not Rucka's. Um, there is some other great stuff with Kate and, and she's just a great character. So, you know, when the show was announced, I was ecstatic. I never thought I'd see Batwoman on screen. Yeah. And then I saw her and it was Ruby Rose. I was like, okay, I'll work through this. And then, you know, you get this season and I was not happy about the new character before they announced I was not into it but I gave the show a chance I liked Ryan but you know they just they didn't let Ryan be a character and they kept bringing up Kate and it's like rip it's like you keep pushing the um the like your thumb in the wound for whatever reason Mm -hmm. come on leave it alone (laughs) and then we get her back and they just don't care Caroline Drys I believe that's her name how you pronounce I mean she's the showrunner I honestly do not think she has a clue I don't, I don't understand. The fans wanted Kate Kane. You took her away. You brought her back. And then you blew it again. And this time you gave us a good actress. Ruby Rose was a terrible choice. Let's be honest. Yeah. She has, she has the acting ability, the equivalent of a wooden stick in the summer. (laughs) It is what it is. I'm sorry. There were some, you know, she did some scenes okay in the first season, but it was generally because she was around people who were better than her. Yeah. So she was forced to show some kind of emotion or whatever. 
You know, and, and Ruby, if you're listening, I'm sorry, but no, he's not. I, I kind of am. I kind of am. It's, yeah. All right. So I, I just, I'm stunned. Yeah. You know, I'm just stunned. Like you gave us what you knew we wanted, but you think that this is a way to run the show, giving us something we don't want. And I'm not saying we don't want Ryan. I like Ryan. Yeah. I wanted them to coexist. Yes. I didn't need Ryan to walk away. I think Javicia Leslie is fantastic. I don't need her to walk away, but to force the character we want to walk away is just ridiculous. Kate Kane is Batwoman. I'm sorry. It is what, like Bruce Wayne is Batman. I don't, that's just how it is. Um, And then her comments in the Entertainment Weekly article, the interview, made it even worse. Like she thought, I forgot how she wrote it, but she thought this was a proper goodbye to Kane, uh, to Kate Kane. Like, says who? Yeah. (laughs) Says who? And then, um, like, the actor playing Jacob Kane, Doug Ray Scott, Doug Ray Scott, he's not even coming back next season either. Yeah. So the Canes are gone. This is a whole new thing going forward. I don't know. Yeah, that, that I guess that's kind of an interesting thing to, to kind of elaborate on to a little bit. You know, like, you're taking everything that is Batwoman, essentially, and you're, like, throwing it out the window and you're forging a new path almost for a character that I don't know if you really want to say doesn't really have a whole ton of rich backstory, but I mean, I don't think that they've earned the way to go this way yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think, I don't think you gave people the Kate Kane that they deserved quite yet in order to be able to pull this off. Like the, like the whole farewell thing, I think sounds dumb. Cause mm-hmm. I don't think you gave people that Kate Kane that I think they wanted the mm-hmm. one that I know we could have gotten. So when they bought her back, I'm like, I think it's more disappointing, more so than anything, right? Especially because what I also wanted to get into was the reason. Now, obviously, she we find out that now she wants to go find Bruce Wayne. Who people have been watching, you know, the Arrowverse or whatever. Bruce Wayne is quote unquote dead. Like he's because they can't use Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne's well, kind of, but he, he's just missing or something. Yeah, so he's so he's like missing. So. My other thing, too, is false hope in a mm-hmm. sense, too. Like, you know, it's fine if you want to send a character off in a sunset like that, but it's got to be earned. And I mean, when I mean earned, I mean, like, season five or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't that's not something you really do in season two when you've only had like 13 episodes to try to develop a character that people didn't even react well to. And then you course correct with the with the new entirely original character. In an 18 episode season, but let's say it's 15 episodes because, well, maybe 13. I was say a little bit less because I, I th- want to say Kate was introduced, maybe, or we, we knew she was alive in the 12th episode. Yeah. So you're really only like, what, five or six episodes? Well, I, I don't know the exact number, but even if you don't count when she's actually there, this show just kept hitting that note where is Kate? Is Kate alive? Right. So you never really had a chance to, to know Ryan. Yeah. That well. So even no Kate. Or that too, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I think more so I think it's just disappointing. Cause I mean I know yes, I know people can say that like, well, you guys maybe didn't really like so all you did was rip it, but we ripped it because we really wanted the show to be great, to be quite honest. And I think we know it can be. A Batwoman's a great character. I will stand by that. A Batwoman show can absolutely kick ass. Mm-hmm. I am not gonna 
debate that, especially, you know, we got Batgirl coming in HBO Max. I mean, Superman and Lois right now, I think, is really proving the standard for what these shows can be. So, Chris, I don't know if you wanted to touch on, like, maybe if there is something salvageable with Batwoman, you know, what is it? You know, is it is, is it a, uh, excuse me, is, is it like a lesser episode count? Is it a new writing team? Is it, you know, a totally new creative direction? Is it all of these things, you know? How can how can they get the Batwoman show that we know that we can get? Well, you know, and, and I'm with you. We sound like we're ripping in. We, we kind of are. And I'm, I'm probably being harsher than I would normally. But I'm just really disappointed and I'm, I'm frustrated by it, to be pretty honest. You know, yeah. Um, I'm, I know the show has fans. I'm glad it has fans. I'm glad you guys enjoy. That's awesome. I'm just not one of them. And I tried. I really did. Mm-hmm. But for me, I think what could help it is, first of all, get rid of Caroline Dries, get rid of this writing team, and then stick with what is good at this point, which is Javicia Leslie. Mm-hmm. She is a star. I think in the episodes where they let her do something, she always stood out and it worked. And that, that goes for, you know, if you listen to the past episodes or you read my reviews on Let's Go, you'll see I praise her in almost every review because she is good. Mm-hmm. You know, if they don't want to do Kate, even if they get a new team in and they don't want to do Kate, fine. You guys want to pave your own way? Go right ahead. Just focus on what's good in the show. And that's her. Yeah. Yeah. So please I, get rid of the writing team. Yes. Yeah. I think definitely for sure. I think the show can use a very like fresh set of eyes. I think that's first and foremost. Um, let me write it. Yeah, sure. Let, let, let Chris write it. I, <laughs> I, I support that. Um, I think because I, you know, I, I hate to be that guy that uses the point, but, you know, we really saw the 180 that Tyler Hecklin Superman had when mm-hmm. you gave him a completely different writer and a, and a definitely completely creative team, you know, and now look at it now, there's people calling Superman and Lois, you know, the greatest CW show that they've ever done. Maybe one of the best since the flash, like season one and two, which I definitely agree with that. And it's a testament to when you put writers that understand the character in the room, writing the show. Or vaguely even care about the character. Right. You know, that vaguely. that goes a long way. Like, you can tell the people that write Superman and Lois care about Superman. It's why everything translates so well to the screen. So I think, you know, it has all the elements for success. I mean, Javicia Leslie is great. You're in Gotham City. Like, that's an excellent starting point, if you ask me. You're in Gotham City. <laughs> so really I, you need. <laughs> it's really all you need essentially and then of course i know i'm being unrealistic because i don't think it's going to happen i still think even 15 episodes is a lot for superman and lois but it's that show is so good so we don't even care at this point but i think no less than 15 i think 13 is still ideal mm-hmm. because i think what these shows need more than anything are tighter episodes so I don't think 42 minutes, you know, is the issue. I think you can tell a well-paced show in 42 minutes. I think it's simply just tighter storytelling is really all it comes down to. And believable, I guess. Believable storytelling. Well, you know, also when you do the, the shorter episode, you're, you're allowed to focus on one or two big arcs and you, you get them done, you know? Like, yeah. I, I think Batwoman now, out of 18 episodes, what if we only had 12? you would hit a lot of the points they needed to hit faster and without the fluff. Yep. And I think that was the way to go. Or, or maybe it would have helped. I don't know. Maybe it wouldn't have. 
but I would like to think it, it could have. Mm -hmm. And that's a great uh, point about heckling too, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know, and I definitely think something like hiatus is too, or something that I know is totally a network thing, but it's, you think of like something like, again, I really hate, you know, bringing all these comparisons. I, I hate doing that sometimes, but look at like what Titans is going to do right now mm -hmm. when it comes on HBO Max. That thing's going to run for its 13-week course. Like it's not taking any breaks. It's going to run for 13 episodes. We're hoping it's good. And then you're going to see the momentum change. My thing too was it was already 18 episodes. So it was like, oh man, I got to wait another four weeks for this episode of Batwoman. God, I hope it's good. It's like, you know, you're going through like that same cycle again, and then you had to wait two months. And it's like, you're essentially giving like seven months, five, almost five, seven months of watching this one show that you may or may not be liking. And granted, I know COVID was still in effect, so I know it really pushed back everything. But I, you know, I just think that we got to kind of change the narrative on network television a little bit. I really do. I think it's time. <laughs> so, um, but Chris, I think, in fairness, you know, you reviewed Batwoman, you know, season one and season two. I think respectfully, I think you should kind of put a close on Batwoman. Maybe, you know, if you want to do a little <laughs> eulogy on, on you know, the show as a whole, maybe what you hope the show is for people going forward. Adios. Please do. <laughs> um, yeah. So before we do that, though, there's something I wanted to mention. Sure. Or actually a question. So. Do you think they're implying Poison Ivy is Ryan's mother? The whole plant thing, huh? Do you think they're implying that? The plant, um, the way it, it's, Alice tells her your mother's alive and then we see the vine. Do you think that's what they're doing? That'd be really interesting. Wouldn't it? <laughs> or uh, are you sure that it's not going to be Lady Ivy as like her, her long lost sister that she never thought she had? Probably her twin, yeah. Maybe she got lost on Coriana too. Maybe she also had a love interest named Lake. Who knows? Um, yeah, I thought Wait, that did, was. Did you say Blake? Oh Blake. God! Oh, because we had Ocean yet. Wouldn't wouldn't Blake be uh be pretty great, Chris? Who's Blake? Well, you know, Blake. You know, John Blake. You know, maybe oh, Scully okay. Blake. You mean Robin? Yeah. He should use his middle name. It's Robin. It's beautiful. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I thought that was weird. Also, Caroline Drive again yeah. said that we're not getting the villains we saw the trophies for. Mm. Instead, we're getting citizens who are going to pick up those trophies and become like new versions of those characters. So they really know what's what, you know, they got their finger on the pulse over there in that writer's room, let me tell you. Because everybody wants to see a fake penguin, everybody wants fake Oswald Cobblepot. Give me Colin Farrell. Um, anyway eulogy on the show i uh like i said I, i'm glad people like it i'm very happy that they do it needs love i'm sure <laughs> like any series does i think it has the it has great ingredients the cast is great you have javicia leslie cameras johnson nicole king uh megan tandy i think is her name i forget right now mm -hmm. she's also really good when they give her a chance to be and it's not just a lover's thing um, good cast. The, the stunt performers are great. The action scenes are great. Uh, the, really, the designs are pretty good, too. Batwoman's suit was great this season. It was badass. I'm using great a lot. Um, the gadgets were cool. Mm -hmm. Everything is good. 
except the writers. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm done. You know, I, I, there's, there's a scene in Jane Silent Bob Strike Back when they go to Ben Affleck at his house or apartment, I forgot what it was, and he shows them the internet. And he has this quote, wins, Lord, wins will it be my time? <laughs> and that's just kind of how I feel right now. I'm, I'm done. That's fair. I don't think I'm going to watch season three. I'm going to treat it like I did Gotham. You know, with Gotham, if I saw like a, a still of a villain that was coming up in an episode or a trailer, like, hey, I want to see that, I would tune in. And then I wouldn't watch the rest of the season. That's probably how I'll treat season three. They really rubbed me the wrong way. I, I've given the show so many chances. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, out of pure curiosity, I may kind of check season three, but, you know, sincerely, Chris, you know, I saw, I saw how, you know, passionate you were about Batwoman. You know, I sincerely, I am sorry that, you know, the show <laughs> didn't work for you. I'm sure. I'm sorry that, you know, it, it was to the point where now you really fell off and you have no interest in really watching season three. That's always literally the worst thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm not just saying that, you know, you know, as an ego thing, you know, I've watched shows before and I've seen people really be passionate about them. And I've seen it taken a 180 and it's broken people's hearts. And I hate that because, you know, you like a show. I, the show should maintain that, that quality because you, you're the audience member. They should cater to what the audience likes. Uh, but like you said, you know, when you don't have people that understand the character when you're essentially on a network that at this rate, you know what you're going to get. Uh, it's really sad, you know, more than anything, you know, Batwoman is a great character in comics. I think, you know, the show has unlimited potential mm-hmm. in the right hands. It's just, uh, it's a shame, you know, hopefully, you know, maybe somebody comes along in this writing pop process and they, and they fix things. I don't know. You know, maybe somebody is that one brave soul that raises their hand and said, I see what you're going for, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. So we'll see. But, you know, like Chris said, you know, it's people that love Batwoman. I'm glad. I want you to love Batwoman. Don't take this, what we said, as a reason for not to like Batwoman. Everything at the end of the day is all subjective. Um, if you find solace in this show, you absolutely should. And I hope season three gives you that. So, but season three is awesome. There you go. But that I think is going to wrap up Batwoman season two. Now, what the world's finest turns into after Superman and Lois kind of remains to be seen. I know there's like Stargirl kind of in the links too. Maybe world's finest kind of branches out a little bit. We don't know. Um, but to the people that were that tuned into our Batwoman discussions, thank you for tuning in and thank you for letting us watch Batwoman so you didn't have to. Um, but, Chris, I think that's probably a great way to put a pin in this week's episode. Before we get on out of here, though, I want you to please plug everything that you got going on at the Let's Go Podcast Network and where people can find you on Twitter. Sure. You guys can find me on Twitter at thatchrisevan0. Um, you please follow the Let's Go Podcast Twitter account. We're always doing something fun over there. We've been doing some polls, too. Those are a good time. Uh, and science demands answers, so you got to do it. Um, I have Let's Go Live usually on Saturdays. I host it on YouTube with my buddy Emmett Davis, uh, also of the Let's Go podcast. And uh, that's all I got, I think, this week. Awesome. Well done, sir. Uh, as far as where you guys can find me, you can find me on Twitter, at Zeddy is, because much like Batman, I whatever Twitter needs me to be. 
You can find this show at Vigilante1939 on Twitter at Vigilante1939. Please feel free to head over to Apple Podcasts and iTunes and consider leaving us a rating and a review. Both really do push the algorithm in, in helping people find this show even faster, and we certainly want people to find this show. Uh, please do also, if you want, head over to T Public and just search Vigilante 1939 Podcast and consider helping yourself with some merchandise. So that would be also much appreciated. And we will be having a lot more polls kind of on Vigilante as well. We'll be doing a lot of really cool stuff. You know, movies are coming back into full swing. Uh, superheroes are coming back. A lot of really cool stuff happening in the fall. So stay tuned for this. There also may be another uh, sub show, wink, wink, coming on this uh, Vigilante channel. So be on the lookout for maybe an announcement on that. But I think that's going to about do it for this week's episode of The One's Finest. Superman and Lois, we sincerely miss you. Hopefully this two weeks really flies by. Uh, sincerely but we'll be back until then for chris evans my name's nick zandy as michael keaton's batman always says i want you to tell your friends about me <laughs>